to the JRVS audio newsletter, your place for Instagram news, tips, and inspiration. My name is Evelyn, an Instagram strategist for you mail techs. And since you're listening to the audio version of my monthly newsletter, I'll be adding in a little bit of context to my words since you're listening and not looking. So let's get into it. are robots. So why do we push ourselves as if we are? It's really a pattern that's been created over a long period of time. So in this episode, that's what we're going to focus on is how to have a flexible social media strategy. So we're not pushing ourselves like robots. So you can take time off and take breaks when you need to without feeling like your whole strategy has to be started from scratch. I am excited for you to walk away with some actionable and practical ways to not be overwhelmed or burnt out when it comes to social media. This is going to be in two parts because it's kind of long. So if you want to take your time with it, That's the purpose of me breaking it up into two parts because I do a deep dive about um, the various things that you can do. And I really hope that you'll take the time to apply what we're going to talk about um, in, you know, a couple weeks or however long it takes you to create that flexible strategy for yourself. So, you know I always like to have something hot to drink when I'm talking with you, but I have water. I have a 32-ounce big canteen of water because I'm working on taking in more water. I usually have coffee or tea or something like that, but feel free to grab your coffee or tea and we can have our coffee, tea, water, whatever together. So, we're going to go over two of the four parts of the framework framework that I created um, for my clients current and past and I am an analogy person that's how my brain works so this is a tree analogy so the first part of this framework we're going to talk about what makes up the soil so that is to establish your overall goal that is what's like the soil and this is so important for your why. Why are you on these social media platforms? Is it to have brand awareness, build community, engagement, to grow your email list, sell more classes? It's so important to know the why. Now some of these things might be intertwined and that's okay, but it's important to be clear on why you're there. And the reason is, is because it helps you to manage your expectations while using Instagram. I'll probably use um, Instagram as an example a lot um, or any other social platform. So something else to do to manage those expectations is to be content with whatever progress that you do have towards your goal. Um, Recognize when you have made progress within yourself or your business. And the reason why this creates flexibility in your strategy is because if you're not able to post and create content 
for, you know, whatever reason, you um, have to be super clear on what your goals are. So when you come back to your page, the way that you would like to, um, you know exactly what you're coming back to and how you want to move forward. So even if that means adjusting the goal a little bit that you had previously, you're not necessarily starting from scratch and you're not feeling kind of lost in the sauce and without passion for your business. So let's look at an example. Um, I think of like building a community as an example. Your focus would be giving value in the way that your audience receives it best. So you could start by asking them, you know, what they already like to see from you and use your insights to check what people are saving, what they're commenting on the most. But especially pay attention to website clicks, profile, and email taps. Be kind of a detective when it comes to the copy that you write. And even the messaging, you know, that creates action and the stories that you tell that you notice kind of move people. So making sure that you're using inviting and collaborative language when creating your copy does create a strong community. And that strong community will in turn eventually buy from you. The community you're building and the sales you're trying to get are kind of two different goals, but it's something that happens naturally when you have that strong community. So understanding the numbers behind your goal can prevent that feeling like, well, I'm posting, but I'm not understanding how to get results or even how to measure the results. And this can create friction when you go to create content and friction and flexibility do not go together. <laughs> so gaining clarity around your why and measuring your goal can help to better minimize that frustration and confusion that can come about how to use the platform you're on and why you're using it. Your why gives you intention and purpose. And when you have that intention and purpose and doing something, you're not feeling confined many times. You're able to say, this is my goal, and these are the different paths I can take to meet that goal when life changes, because it's inevitable that it's going to change, right? So the second part of the framework is creating content pillars. And we can liken this to the base of a tree. Now, this is based on um, who you want to be seeing your content and what you want to talk about most. So the way that you inspire, entertain, educate, and sell to your audience is important to figure out. You um, establish the core things that your audience likes to see from you. It helps you um, know what's important to your audience and who you want to attract. So I'll tell you a little story. <laughs> the last nail salon I worked at, the majority of the clients were, I would say, 40 years old and up. And almost all of them liked the basic pink and red nails, short, not a lot of variety or designs. 
Now you compare that to those that are getting a lot of different colors, designs, and lengths of nails. There's going to be a pretty big difference in the attraction part of your business depending on who it is that um, is coming to your page and is coming to your website and things like that. So depending on who you're actually trying to attract to your business, you're going to inspire, entertain, and engage with them very differently. And it can be a little overwhelming to try and use content pillars when you don't know who exactly you want to be speaking to. So the benefits of having these content pillars prevents you from talking too much about one thing or the other, and it stabilizes the ideas that you do have. So let's break this down a little bit. Um, first, you would want to figure out, you know, at least three things that you like to share the most about your beauty brand. Things that you could easily, like, give a whole TED Talk about. Then figure out at least three things that your audience really responds to the most. Now, keep in mind that the most frequent content pillars are those that inspire, educate, and entertain. So if you can put topics um, into those types of content pillars, you can create a lot of flexibility with that. So if you only have energy to create voiceover reels or TikToks, for instance, with short captions, you can use that form of content to expand on the topics that get the most engagement from your audience based on your big goal, of course. So if you love talking about the benefits of your beauty products, you could go through every reason why they're good for you. But your audience really loves the occasional videos you do behind the scenes using your product. That can be one of your core content pillars, that behind the scenes part. So this breakdown can be important because again, it gives you clarity on how to present your expertise and your products. So once you have your pillars in place, you can actually assign them to specific days of the week. And this can take out much of the overwhelm of what do I post, right? You won't feel like you're just posting and you don't have anything to measure it against. And you won't just be throwing stuff out there randomly hoping that it causes a reaction. You'll begin to know, you know, what content pillars are causing those reactions. So remember I said that we're gonna do a deep dive, which is why I'm breaking it up into two different parts. So let's dive just a little bit deeper, deeper into this breakdown. So Monday could be your day in the life videos and storytelling, which could fall under your entertaining pillar. And the goal for this piece of content could be that you get more shares than anything else. And Tuesdays could be doing a poll about one of your products, so on and so forth. Each day you can assign to have a general theme and even a goal. So to overview, take the things that you like to share most 
and the things your audience responds to the most and start putting those things into content pillars. And don't be afraid to test this or change it if you need to. That's part of, you know, having the flexible strategy. Um, but try to create a foundation for your content pillars. And this can help you to be flexible because if you have planned content, but see, you also have, you know, trending content or content you did think of off the cuff, you know where it could fit into your schedule. And if you're coming back to posting, you know, from a longer period of time, your content um, pillars can still be the foundation for you to go off of and to start back up. So I wanted to give you some examples of entertaining pillars that you could use for your audience. So that could be funny reels that your audience would find relatable. And right now in the time that we're in, original content is very popular and is going to become more popular. So you can also do beauty memes, um, behind the scenes of your process, the products that you use, things like that. So those are the first two parts out of four for the framework that you need to have a flexible strategy. We talked about having the soil or your goal um, and then the base of our tree um, being the content pillars. So next time we'll talk about the branches of the tree and the leaves, um, what makes up those things, and how to further create your flexible strategy. So I would love to know if you found this helpful so far. Please tag me when you're listening to the episode um, on Instagram. You can tag JRose Virtual Services there um, and let me know what you thought of the episode. And also feel free to join the newsletter. It looks a lot like this podcast, but I always add something exclusive um, and extra like diagrams, um, infographics, things that'll just help you with the visual aspect of what I'm saying. So I will see you for part two in a couple weeks, possibly next week. I haven't decided <laughs> when I'm going to release part two. So if you would like to vote on that, just send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope that you have a rosy rest of your day.